Ministry Bits, episode 020, recorded June 29th, 2014. Video in Ministry. Ministry Bits is proud to be a part of the AIM Network of Podcasts. You can find this podcast and more and links to all the different shows there on the AIM Network at adventuresinministry.com. Show notes for this episode can be found at chadl.co slash mbits slash 020. We invite you to like us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ministrybits and follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash ministrybits. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. You may delete as appropriate depending on your time, location, and your pleasure of listening. I'm Chad Lamon, your host here for the 20th episode of Ministry Bits, and we are proud and happy and thrilled that you are here listening to us today. And um, we haven't been on for a couple weeks. We've been uh, out doing some things. It's summertime. It's youth ministry time, and I had June absolutely stacked uh, with stuff. It was uh, v- it was summer camp, and then a week later, VBS, and then a week later, day camp, and that's actually this week, so you're getting a bonus this week. I, I shouldn't be recording this week, but I really wanted to talk about some video stuff with you uh, that I'd recently come across, and uh, really wanted to get that out here on the podcast and everything, so I figured, why not? Just go ahead and record one, and put it on out. Since we're not on a real big tight schedule this summer, or at least for the next four weeks we're not, we're going to try our best as things get back to normal here in July. We're going to try to be our best to get back on a normal schedule. And we appreciate you hanging around. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Appreciate your comments and your emails. And um, everybody, I had four or five emails just last week. Is when the, when the show, when's the show coming back? When's the show? And I'm like, Please, you're not a youth minister. You don't understand. So, uh, and on top of that, I had some nasty uh, sinus slash allergies kind of stuff. Never had allergies before. I have them now. Kind of crazy, I know. But anyway, uh, as we're talking about video today, let's go ahead and get get started. As we're talking about video, um, what solution... Um, and I would love to hear from you on this, even even after the show's been posted. But what solution does your church uh, have for video? Or do they even have a solution for video? Um, you know this, and I know this. If, you're, if you pay attention to the internet or you, you use the internet at all, video has become a, a de facto standard. Uh, you have video. There's, there's research to show that if you have video on your posts that it 
sometimes quadruples the amount of people that are going to see that post. Now that may be only, it may be going from two people seeing it to 10 people seeing it <laughs> like on my site, but I know I'm kidding. There's more than 10 people. Well, actually sometimes there's not, but whatever. It actually enhances posts. It allows you to, uh, people love to watch video. Um, same with pictures. If a picture is there, uh, that's why I try to post a picture almost every time I'm doing a youth event on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that is because more people, just more people just pay attention to it. Uh, if you are looking at the, and this is kind of a whole new show in and out of itself, but if you're looking at the marketing strategies of churches, any church, and I'm not just talking about uh, Church of Christ or anything like that. I'm talking about any kind of church. If you look at the marketing strategies of churches, what are they using? They're using well-placed, well-designed graphics, photos, and videos. Uh, most times those videos are on a lot of different places. Uh, they'll be on Vimeo. They'll be on YouTube. They'll be on their own video server that's on their site and all this other stuff. And you can get incredibly complex with a video solution. But today I want to talk to you about a very simple solution for video. And if you're a youth minister or if you're somebody, if you're not looking to necessarily record sermon video or sermon audio or different things like that, or just do stationary studio video, we're going to talk about that as well. But if you're just wanting to make cool little videos for your youth group, or uh, cool videos for your church. Say you went out to a church picnic or something and you wanted to record a video and edit it and make it look nice, put some music behind it and throw it on the internet for people to see. People love that. They really, really do. They really respond to videos like that. And it brings people together more. It lets people, oh, look how much fun they were having. Or, oh man, that was a really great, you know, sermon that they had and they, I, you could see how he was talking there and also I mean it's just it's video really really works and it's so easy to do today uh, you talk about 10 or 12 15 years ago video was nearly impossible to put on the internet uh, think about this YouTube didn't even come about until 2006 correct me on that if I'm if I'm wrong but YouTube did not even exist until 2006 that's eight years ago and that just blows my mind that in eight years, video has become so important on the web. Um, if you're not doing any type of video at your church, if you're not doing any type of video uh, ministry in your youth group, um, why not? And you should really give it thought as to why you're not doing it. Because I don't think you'll find many reasons to say, well, I, I, can't, I can't do this. Well, yeah, you can. I'm going to give you some simple solutions today. Talking about YouTube, you know, YouTube is the king. Uh, YouTube is the undisputed king of video uh, on the web. Vimeo doesn't even come close. There's a lot of other sites really don't even come close. Okay, so some YouTube stats here for you. More than 1 billion unique users visit YouTube each month. 1 billion. That is... that. That's unbelievable. That's a sixth or, or seventh of the world now. There's only 7 billion people on the face of the earth. Over 6 billion hours of video are watched each month on YouTube. That's almost an hour for every person on earth. I probably account for more than that because I'll probably watch more than that. A hundred hours of video is uploaded to YouTube every minute. So by the time this podcast has been going on for seven minutes, 700 hours 
700 hours since this podcast began. Since you hit the play button on this podcast, 700 hours of video has been uploaded to YouTube. That's crazy. 80%, I was, I was astounded by this, actually. 80% of YouTube traffic comes from outside the U.S. Wow. So what does that tell you? Um, I don't know. just tells you a lot of different things. YouTube is localized in 61 countries across, across 61 languages. And according to Nielsen, YouTube reaches more U.S. adults 18 to the 34 in the 18 to 34 range than any other cable network. You're talking about cable TV here. YouTube reaches more people 18 to 34 years of age than any cable network. Now, you want to talk about retention of that age range? What age range are we having trouble with in the church today? What age range is any church having trouble with? 18 to 34. I'm telling you, that generation... That is my gen- that's my generation. I'm 32 years old. That's my generation, I confess. But I'm telling you that that is that's uh, that tells us a lot. Millions of subscri- subscriptions happen each day. The number of people subscribing daily is up more than 3 times since last year, and the number of daily subscriptions is up more than 4 times since last year. Let me ask you this, what is your solution for video? We may look at video and say, you know, that's something really hard and extra to do, and I can't do that. I don't have time to do that. And yes, it can be, if you're like me and you're kind of OCD and, and, and you like to have everything just right, then yeah, it can be a little time confusing. But I will tell you right now that I had nothing but my iPhone and my Mac, and I was able to make a video while still at camp. I worked on the video for just under about two hours while at camp and was able to have a six or seven minute edited video from all the footage that I took so far at camp that day and was able to show it that evening. Just video that I took with my iPhone and it looked fantastic on the projector because it was in HD and it was all great and everything. The thing that we have to remember is that everyone has the capability to take video. And pictures are great. Don't get me wrong. Pictures are wonderful. Photos, taking photos and, and doing all these different th- different things and putting those on your website for your church, that's wonderful. But video brings in a whole new audience. Um, and if you tag them correctly, if you title them correctly, if you put the right keywords in them correctly, and that's something else you can do on YouTube, then people are going to find your stuff. And you know on the off chance that you have a YouTube channel for your church and there's somebody moving into your, if you're moving, if you're living in a community that's growing, it's incredibly important for you to have a YouTube channel of your different things that you have to do and tag that correctly with the city and town. And when people are searching those sites, those channels, those videos are going to come up and we need to be cognizant of these different things. So what is your solution for video? I'll tell you what my solution would be for video. And this is my solution for video. And uh, while I'm working in a church that necessarily doesn't, well, let's just say we're in, Lewisburg is not on the cutting edge of video. Uh, our TV stations here locally in town that rebroadcast our stuff are still not updated as far as uh, HD concern is concerned and digital and different things like that. But as far as the youth group video is concerned, I'm started to do more and more videos. And I'm telling you what, I've seen a noticeable uptick in the number of people that that watch them. 
had over 100 views to the summer camp video. Uh, I think that was really fantastic. So the first thing that you need to do, if you're going to start in any kind of video, the first thing that you need to do is get a Mac. And I know, I know, this is an old, you Windows users are sitting there and you're saying, you're blowing in your, your headphones, you're like, oh, here he goes again, talking about stupid Macs. But I'm telling you, for real, the, I, I know this is an old diatribe, but for creative avenues, Macs are really the best, especially for video. You will never see someone working on a movie or working on video or working with video in a really great way on, unless they're on a Mac. Um, there has been software in the past that works very well with windows and some of the big, huge, um, studios work with windows, but they also have, you know, $10,000 editing suites with them with $10,000, uh, software packages that are on those computers. If you want something that's cheap and inexpensive to get started in video, you need to get a Mac. That's all there is to it. Um, I filmed a documentary. Uh, it was a 45-minute documentary, and this was a comprehensive documentary of a production that Freed Hardman did called Beauty and the Beast, and they did it in 2008. And it was in the fall of 2008, and they, I think it was actually, I think it was fall of 2009, actually. Um, they did this, and... I was tasked to film a video, do a documentary of it. So I I filmed over a hundred hours of video with a little bitty DV camera, like a you know the little tape cameras, the little bitty DV camera that I had. Uploaded all that footage manually to my computer to an extra external hard drive. I had an old Mac at the time, I had an old little twelve inch PowerBook at the time, twelve inch PowerBook. I love that little thing, and. I was able to edit the entire thing in segments in iMovie. I think there were seven different segments. I edited them in seven different segments, exported those segments as clips, and then I took those seven clips and combined it into one movie, was able to burn it on a DVD and have a full-featured DVD movie that was very, in my opinion, very good quality. I got an A on the project for my senior practicum. Uh, everybody in the, in the play just absolutely loved it. It was really, really great. And that was even pre-HD. I, cu I couldn't even do HD. That was pre-HD. Video is not hard to get into anymore. Uh, it's actually very, very easy. I'll, love, I'll give you my setup right now. If somebody asks me to record something for them, which I do sometimes, I don't normally, I don't do them a lot, but when somebody asks me to record, like for instance, if somebody asks me to record their wedding, I don't do that professionally anymore because I just don't, I just don't like doing it. But if a friend says, Hey, I, I got a wedding coming up. Uh, could you, you know, could you record it for me? What I do is I'll set up a two or three camera setup and I'll tell you what kind of cameras I use. And they're the ones that are most readily available. They're ones in your pocket, iPhones, iPod touches, the newer iPhones and iPod touches. And when I say iPhones, I mean four S or above five S preferably, or um, the new iPod Touches, shoot phenomenal video. Now, while you're not going to get something like a wedding or something like a ceremony or a play, you're not going to get perfect audio out of that, there's also solutions for that. 
pretty decently inexpensive solutions for that. And while you you say you could go out here and buy a video camera for two or three hundred dollars, why are you going to go out and buy a video camera for two or three hundred dollars? It's going to take the same kind of video, but you're not going to have a device that you can use apps on it. Uh, I had a guy come up to me, actually the guy that works here at the church with us, maintenance guy. He's big, big into guns, big into uh, uh, doing different competitions with guns and everything like that. And he says, I, "I need a, I need to go buy a video camera." I said, "No, you don't. You need to go buy this iPod Touch right here, and you can use all the apps on it. Plus, you can videotape stuff, and it'll look fantastic. And it really does. Uh, like I told you, I was able to record a bunch of video using my iPhone 5s." Uh, and then import into my Mac, no problem. Get it there, edit, click, cut, export, boom, it's ready to go. Really, really great and simple. Uh, so that's what I use. And and some people have actually gotten to where they use, is, you don't want to use your phone for everything for some reason. So say you wanted to record sermon audio on Sunday mornings, or you wanted to stream your services live uh, through Ustream or through one of the other free services that are out there. Uh I recommend, and what Alex Lindsay, who's a video, big video professional, what he recommends is the Logitech HD Pro Webcam C920. And this webcam has been around for a while, and this is the newer version of the same webcam, and it's a really, really great webcam. And it's plug-and-play with Macs. You can plug them in, and it automatically starts streaming video to your computer. You can use this as a Skype um, camera. You can use this as a camera, a wide-angle lens to get your entire service streaming on the internet. Really, really great little camera. And the best part is, is it's sub $100. In fact, I think it's sub $70. I think it's like $69. But it's great. And then, you know, you talk about using these iPhones and iPads and, and iPod touch cameras and stuff. Well, I, how am I going to mount that on a, how am I going to mount that on a tripod? If I wanted to take some video like that, how am I supposed to do that? Well, there's a simple thing called the Glyph, G-L-I-F. It's a $30 iPhone or smartphone rather mount that is extendable. It, it, it will fit around any smartphone. So whether you have a Samsung and by the way, some of the new Samsung phones, I think the Galaxy Note 3 and the um, Galaxy S5, they shoot 4K video. And that's amazing. Um, so if you wanted to shoot that kind of video, if you wanted to get that crazy with it, then you could do that. Um, shooting video is not necessarily hard. This Glyph smartphone mount allows you to extend the mount to whatever you want. It'll hold the phone snug in place. You can get access to all the touchscreen and all the buttons and everything. And you can screw this onto a tri any standard tripod that you want. And it will take video for you. I love this uh, for time-lapse videos. There's a time-lapse app on the uh, on the iPhone. There's a lots of time-lapse apps, actually. And um, I love just setting the tripod up and letting, you know, letting it go for about, you know, 30 minutes or so and just taking a, a bunch of different pictures and putting that into a video. I love that. But that's just a really cool thing to use. So, so far, I have told you about a $70 webcam. Uh, an iPhone is what two hundred bucks if you get it on contract, right? They're uh, they're five six hundred bucks if you get them off contract, and odds are that you've probably already got an iPhone anyway. Uh, and if you don't have an iPhone, you've probably got a high end Android smartphone that probably has a pretty good camera on it as well. Now, as far as getting Android video and stuff from your phone to iMovie, what we're going to talk about next, I don't know about that. So I'm just only going to speak from the iOS to the Mac perspective. 
So if you've got an iPhone or an iPod Touch, the getting video from that is is incredibly seamless. You plug it up like you're going to charge it to your computer. It'll go through iPhoto. It'll pull out those movies in iPhoto. Once you get them loaded to iPhoto, you close out iPhoto. You go to iMovie, which is included on every Mac. iPhoto is also included on every Mac for free. And you go to iMovie. And uh, the new version of iMovie actually is really fantastic. Uh, iMovie had a little bit of a lull there for a while. And it really wasn't all that good. And now it seems like it, they've just sped up the ability for workflows. And you can just grab bits of clips and throw them into the timeline there and, uh, and edit them together. Uh, you can put transitions between the clips very easily. You can add titles very easily and put the text wherever you want to. Uh, you can add music very easily by just clicking and dragging a track right into your timeline. It's great. And by the way, when I say timeline, it's basically just a big canvas with all your clips on it and how you've edited them and how you've cut them into different uh, lengths and different ways and different things like that. It's really, really good software. Uh, very, it's, it's very prosumer software. What I mean by that is it, it's, all, it's borderline professional software. And a lot of professionals would balk at me and say, oh, that's not that's nowhere near professional software. Well, you know, you could have fooled me. Okay, so iMovie is absolutely fantastic, especially if you're uh, starting out in video. I've found no need other than doing two and three camera setups from two and three different cameras. I've found absolutely no need to go and buy higher priced and better, quote unquote, better um, movie editing software. Now, that being said... Your next step, if you get into this video editing and video and all this other stuff and you start doing two and three camera setups and you start doing more technical things like that, then iMovie is quite difficult to use, especially for like a two or three camera setup. Say that you had two or three iPod touches and you were filming a wedding. And we'll talk about content and technique and everything like that here in just a minute. But say you're filming a wedding. Well, it's very hard to sync up those three clips from those three different cameras just saying that you had one big, long, let's say, half an hour clip. It's really hard to sync those up and get them exactly to where you could switch back and forth between those in your timeline. Um, if you All you do in Final Cut X, uh, Final Cut Pro X, which is available for $300 on the App Store, and you sit there and say, wow, that's a lot. Well, two or three years ago, it used to be $1,000. And before that, it was $2,000. And before that, it was even more. So to have this pro editing suite that people use for Hollywood movies available to download for you on any MacBook Pro or any Mac that can support it, even some MacBook Airs can support it, for $300 is amazing. But what you can do with this software, you've got three cameras, three different types of video from the same event. You can take an audio like cue from one of those clips and say, okay, I want you to find this audio cue and it will use the audio to sync up all three of those different clips. It is amazing. I didn't believe this. I heard this on a podcast not too long ago and I didn't believe this. Well, I went to try it out at one of the Apple stores and they showed it to me and it is, in, it's like magic. It's incredible. So to be able to do something like that for $300 saves you Hours and hours and hours of work. Unbelievable. 
So if you're getting into the pro stuff, that's be great. But if you're starting off here, iMovie is going to be great. And if you wanted to record like screencasts, um, there's a hundred dollar program called ScreenFlow. And it is excellent. I use that for all of my screencasts. If I have to do a screencast for something, if somebody wants to, you know, I'll just, somebody says, hey, how do you do this? I want to know how to map my domain to, to Squarespace. I don't know how to do that. Well, I'll just make a screencast for them and, you know, 30 second screencast, minute screencast and upload it to Dropbox and send them the link and it's there. And it's a great screencast to be able to show them exactly what to do on a Mac. So it's really, really great. So as we're kind of ending the podcast today, I want to talk to you about some tips um, when you're doing this video and how you're starting out. Um, first of all, don't worry about uh, content or technique. Uh, that's what editing is for. If you make a mess up, don't worry, especially if you're doing two or three camera setups. If you've got a two camera setup and you're like, you have to, you, you figure that you want to move one of the tripods or move one of the cameras because the other one, uh, because you don't like the angle of it or something, well, the other camera is going to be rolling and it's going to catch that video. You can just switch to that camera if you have to, if it's one continuous like a ceremony or something. So don't worry about the content. Don't worry about technique. Uh, don't worry about framing up necessarily. You can always do that later. Uh, in, in iMovie even lets you crop out the video. It, it lets you crop it out or zoom in manually the video a little bit to where you can do that. Now, Final Cut Pro will actually let you do a whole lot more. Uh, but still, don't worry about framing and don't worry about all these other different techniques, so to speak. If you're starting out with video, just make a video. Uh, film some footage. Film some fun things. Uh, experiment with the slow-mo version on your iPhone 5S if you've got one of those. That, that, that version, that slow-mo feature is just incredible. Uh, you can slow them down in post-editing. When you're editing on your Mac, if you have like an older iPhone or something like that, or an iPod Touch, but I'm telling you, that slow-mo thing while you're doing it is actually really, really cool, especially with youth activities and playing games and sports and different things like that. So video is not hard. You get yourself an iPod Touch, you get yourself an iPhone, you have yourself a Mac, you get iMovie, maybe spend some money and get you a $30 Glyph smartphone mount, and you can have some phenomenal looking video um, and have your kids just and parents just watching it going, wow, that's amazing. Um, if you want a more traditional setup with some stationary cameras in your church, get that Logitech HD Pro webcam that I talked about. Set that up behind, uh, you know, behind in the back of your auditorium and zoom in just a little bit and capture sermon video. And your elders and your leadership might be very surprised at how much more traffic your website gets and much more traffic, um, many more people that video will bring in. So one last thing I want to talk about with video, that's probably the hardest part of video. I would say the second, it's probably the second hardest part. The first hardest part is actually editing. If Once you get the hang of editing, uh, especially with iMovie being it's such a simple program as it is, it's really, really great just to be able to uh, zoom through that and edit it and everything and chop it up and say, this is a great video, sync it up to some music, throw some music behind it, and it's really great. But the second hardest part is exporting. And iMovie actually makes it very simple. You know, so some programs before usually didn't really make it simple. iMovie makes it pretty simple. And iMovie will tell you, okay, this is the, this will be playable on this, this, and this, and this is the resolution in it. And you don't have to know a whole lot about different resolutions if you know that 1920 by 1080 is high def, is what 1080p is what you get on your TV at home, 
And if you know that that's as good a quality high def that you can get, then that's great. Um, but as far as exporting it to a regular DVD, it's not going to be that resolution because it's a regular standard definition DVD. And then you get into all sorts of complications if you have a Blu-ray burner and you need to be able to export it and see if it's letterboxed or not or see if it's cropped out or not or see if it's of the original size or not. Basically, if you stick with the default settings that iMovie gives you to export your video, then you're going to be in good shape. Uh, you can get into some really crazy things with uh, pixel density and square ratios and all sorts of different things to where your video looks stretched or it doesn't look letterboxed or it's too skinny or it's too fat or something like that or it doesn't fit the proper dimensions. And I have ha I've spent so many hours trying to figure out exactly what settings to export something at, but the new iMovie actually makes that really, really uh, simple. So just trust that when you're doing it. Final Cut Pro gives you about... 12 million different types of ways and codecs to export with. If you ever see an export um, codec, and when I say codec, that's the way that you're compressing your video um, into a file that you can either upload to the internet or just download or whatever like that. If you see H.264, then you're in pretty good shape because H.264 is an Apple codec, but at the same time, it's a really great codec uh, it was used on movies uh, such as Cars. Cars used that codec to um, export the entire movie. Uh, so it's a really great codec. It actually cuts the size um, by 90% of your file. So it's not a huge file. And by the way, if you're working in video, one thing you're going to want to watch is um, your hard drive space. If you've got a small hard drive on your MacBook Air or um, MacBook Pro, and uh, you're starting to shoot a lot of video, and you notice that your video is taking up a lot of space, you might need to invest in an external hard drive. So what we're talking about starter-wise is if you go with an iPod Touch, if you get the Glyph smartphone mounted, and you get an external hard drive, 500 bucks, four or 500 bucks for an investment in getting some really good video. So I hope that uh, this episode has helped you out with video, and I, I'm... You know, I like to say that I'm an expert on a couple of different things, but video really is my bread and butter and it is what I did in college a lot. So if you have any questions on video, be sure to send me an email at chad.landman at gmail.com. I really would love to hear from you on that. If you have any questions on uh, exporting video or producing video or anything like that, or if you have any um, requests for uh, shooting a video here, especially here in Middle Tennessee or North Alabama, I'd love to try to help you out uh, any way that I possibly can. So let's have a prayer. We're right at 30 minutes. Let's have a prayer, and then we'll end the podcast today. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day, and thank you so much for all the different avenues that you have given us to reach people. And Lord, please help us to use our talents and use the different technology and all the different things, such as video, wisely and for your will, Lord. We ask you that you be with us, that you be with our churches, that you be with our congregations as we look for new ways uh, to engage people, new ways to make your word more relevant in their lives. And we don't want to change the message, Lord. We just want to maybe change the way that we give your message out sometimes to reach the most amount of people that we possibly can. Thank you so much for your son dying on the cross to save us from our sins. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Well, we have certainly enjoyed having you today and we apologize for, again, for having the crazy schedule this summer. But uh, we should be back in a week or two with another new episode. 
I've got several guests I'm working on for several different topics. If you have any suggestions or if you would like to be a guest on the show, email me, chad.layman at gmail.com or hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. And I will be glad to talk to you about coming on the show and uh, being a part of Ministry Bits here. You can find show notes to this episode, like those YouTube stats. Yep, those are some good stats. You can find show notes to this episode at chadl.co slash mbits slash zero zero, I'm sorry, zero two zero. And uh, of course, give AIM uh, all the credit. Give them uh, all your traffic. Go there and find some stuff. I just got um, my next four weeks of teaching materials from AIM. So they have some really great stuff there and you should really check it out. Free to download. And there's also all the podcasts are listed there. We're proud to be part of them and the AIM network there at adventuresinministry.com. Check us out on Facebook and check us out on Twitter. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. And you guys go out and have a blessed week and the blessed rest of your June. And uh, we will see you later. God bless you. What is she thinking? Too much uncertainty. Why can't she give some sort of sign? But you know, and I know, a thing or two about loyalty. Ooh, but that girl don't pay no mind.